Over a hill and under a misty mountain, deep within the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm Doug Vandalay with another episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. You can follow the show on Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist and pester me at Doug Vandalay. Hello to everybody listening on CITR 101.9 here for the first 30 minutes of the show. How about a podcast where the hosts of Podcast vs. Podcast come on my podcast, talk about their podcast, Podcast vs. Podcast. I'm joined by Eric Ivanovic and Piers Ray. Oh. Do you think a Piers Ray would revolutionize the body mod industry? <laughs> I do, actually. I do. I think that would change everything. I might even get a piercing. If there I don't, was just a I don't think it's uh, uh, energetically efficient enough. There's no way that it could possibly work. Is what I'm saying. What kind of ray do you think it'd be? Like a laser plasma ray? I, I mean, I guess it would just be like a really strong laser that would cut a hole in your ear. Oh, thank you. A really strong laser. You heard it here first, Piers yeah. Ray? Really strong. That's just like where you're going to get a battery that big. <laughs> Not possible. It's probably easier I'd to probably just, just plug nail. it into the mains. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> if I was doing it. Uh, how, how are you both going, by the way? Oh, going good. It's a beautiful, hot, sweaty, humid, muggy day here in sunny Vancouver. <laughs> Sweated my way up your street here. <laughs> Very hot for Vancouver. Really glad we just took that photo of the two of us. Oh, nice and sweaty with the harsh light. Oh my god. Well. Uh, yeah, I usually look better. If anyone's looking at the photo and thinking, why am I listening to these guys? Uh, Eric looks the same. Kirby shirt. Always wears this Kirby shirt. Um, oh yeah, if you're familiar with my Kirby shirt, it's the same one. It's the only shirt I own. Um, <laughs> one of three, I think. Can I swallow other shirts and take on their graphics? <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Now, um, it was a, very expensive. Forget a Piers Ray. I want to get into that technology. I want a shirt that can swallow shirts off of other people. I mean, they can. Kirby gives them back, right? Like he spits them out, still alive. You're wrong about that. I am. He he, he kind of shits them, them out in Smash Bros. Um, oh yeah, in like Smash Kirby Bros. universe. Yeah. That, that, my most exposure to Kirby is in various Smash games. Mm. Mine as well. I played one one Game Boy game, and I kind of got the gist of it. Oh, wow. So I'm the expert at the table. Yeah, you're our Kirby boy. Yeah, so he kills them. He murders any anybody he swallows. No. Yeah, they're dead. Oh. Sometimes he uses them as a weapon to kill other people, too. Question. He's sick. Aren't most of Kirby's enemies animals? Um, like, I feel like they're mostly, like, tree sprites. Hmm. Little pixies. Hmm. I wouldn't call Birds. most of them animals. They're just sort of like cute blobs, just like Kirby is. Oh. Um, or they're That's like worse. horrific, like Lovecraftian nightmare alien monsters. Okay. It's one of the two. Right. Or like an apple. Like there's right. an apple. Right. There's enemy. an apple. That's a good. That's Where an does Meta Knight fit in? Great question. Um, <clears throat> I think he's sort of like the he's sort of like the 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 beautiful marriage between those two. Polar opposites, right? Like, like between an apple and a Lovecraftian beast. No, between yeah, between like a cute, nonconformist blob, okay. right? But also, he's a disgusting Lovecraftian monster, and he hides his true face behind a mask. Yeah, um, and he can spin around very fast. What? So he's got like a tentacle face or something? Yeah, he's got a tentacle face. Is that true or is that a bit? It's true what enough. Is, it's. I'm gonna look it's it up right you now. Gotta, you gotta watch this guy. <laughs> Meta Knight. Gotta watch him. He plays with the no truth. Mask. I bet it's gonna be like that picture of I got no internet connection. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but I was. <laughs> I would. That's good because I feel like the first result would be just the mask off and then Goatsy put in there. Yeah. yeah or I've... Tom Brady wearing that like balaclava thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, that's not Tom Brady. It's Eli Manning. Oh. I think. I have no you know idea that meme that just about. appears like it's just, it's a bait and switch on Reddit. Yeah. It was like, have you seen this picture? 
And so here I found it for you, and it's just a picture of Eli Manning looking over his shoulder, and he's got this, like, balaclava on or something. Tentacle face? Yeah. 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 No, I don't know who Eli Manning is. He's, like, a, a American footballer. Oh, yeah. now I know. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm familiar. Sportsman. Hmm. He's a sports boy. Well, thanks for chartering a helicopter from the oil rigs to come to the Goblin Cave today. Hey, it's our pleasure. It was really, it's an honor just to be asked. For those that uh, don't know, what's the format of your podcast? format of our podcast is Eric, myself, and occasionally a special guest meet up uh, about five days a week. We pitch concepts for new podcasts to each other. At the end of each episode, we vote on those ideas. And if we can come to unanimous agreement, we're going to abandon podcast versus podcast and make this into our new show. Kind of yeah. like a, the search for the perfect idea for the golden egg. Yeah, yeah. So far, it? it hasn't happened. Usually, we just vote for our own ideas. So it's normally a tie. But um... Or abstract concepts. Sometimes yeah, we'll sometimes get into arguments that will just hijack it, but yeah. that's fine. I mean, you can't rush perfection. That's yeah, the thing, right? yeah. Like, I don't want to settle for anything but the perfect podcast. Like, how many thousands of ideas did you go through before you settled on Comedy Zeitgeist? Well, I just listened to Comedy Bang Bang and thought, I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> comedy Zeitgeist, so Comedy Zeitgeist. Yeah, it works. That, that got sung a lot before we started this. Did it really? All right. You guys are fans. No, yeah, not not exactly trying to copy it, but it's like, I mean, if you've got an interview podcast that... Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap amongst all those shows. You could, like, yeah. That's like Comedy Bang Bang is basically just the Tonight Show. Yeah. I you mean, know? that's that's the, the whole thing. And like, I mean, Scott writes between two ferns anyway. Yeah. Which is the same kind of thing. Just pulling the interview format on its head. Yeah. God, most of his stuff is like that, actually. Yeah. Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, same deal, just recycling. Hey, Ackerman? It comes up almost every episode talking about Scott Ackerman. <laughs> it just happens. It's come up on every episode I'm I've sorry. listened to so far. Which ones have you listened to? I've listened to uh, I've listened to Brett Skillen, Ronald Dario. Uh, I've listened to a few others that I forget. I've listened to two other ones. All right. Guaranteed well, those are some of the best episodes. <laughs> you <listen> to. <laughs> Do you guys come up with the ideas on the spot or beforehand? It's kind of a mix. Um, mm. I, I can't speak to, well, why don't I speak to my method and yeah, you, you go speak for you to your first, method? Yeah. Uh, I will jot down ideas or games or like I'll find things during the week that I want to discuss with Eric and then I'll like, like I have a copy of From Russia with Love that I'm obsessed with right now. Hmm. Um, actually, my my six year old cousin is staying with me, and I had to read him to sleep last night, and he hated all the books. So I just started reading him James Bond, and then just skipping over, or I just like not skipping over. I just covered up all the parts with stuff that couldn't be read to a child, <laughs> like with my own Golden ideas. Golden no means yes, kind of stuff. Uh, more like um, like in a scene where you know the, the villain comes to assassinate. Bond's friend they just hang out for a while and the villain convinces him to leave the country and then we continue on with the story from there but uh like he's he's not paying that close attention it's really just some so he's sound. not picking up the plot holes <laughs> he's not he's not figuring it out I I do I do it with he's his gonna watch the movie later well. and just be so angry at you yeah well that's the thing I thought about that because then later you had me reading him his uh Lego Ninjago book which is like a collection of three short stories hmm. with like a quick lesson like work together old versus new like you know those kind of things really dumbly written and i just started expanding them with these like with these subplots that went nowhere and he didn't really seem to pick up on that either so i think he just likes 
the feeling of having someone talk at him. He just loves the sound of your voice. I, it's he possible. should listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know what? I'll get him hooked. Okay, good. I'll get him hooked. But yeah, I'll find little things and I'll, I'll jot them down or like bring in this James Bond book that I want to read to Eric, much like I read it to a child. And um, <laughs> that's where like a bunch of my ideas come from. But then inevitably we get into the booth and Eric will sandbag me or we'll start chatting about something innocuous. And then that's where the actual ideas tend to come from. I would say it's like 70-30 improv and prep. Yeah, when I when we first started, when we first came up with the idea, I wrote down 100 ideas for podcasts and then I were I was uh like spreading those out throughout the times that we would record. But that list has since like run out a long long time ago. So, I maybe come up with um an idea beforehand maybe once every other week or maybe twice every other week. Uh, most of the time, it's just whatever I I just come up with it off the top of my head. I did not realize the ratio was so low. Oh yeah, yeah. It's whenever I come up with an idea like in my day to day life now. Yeah. Um. It's uh. It's like a, a special occasion for me. I'm okay. like, oh wow! Like now I don't have to sweat in one episode. <laughs> I, I have an idea that I could just say. The worst feeling is like you run out of ideas. You you had maybe you had like too prepped that week and you use them and then you're like oh, I got nothing and you nothing. Just sort of rehash some of the old questions which comes up from time to time you know what though whenever I'm rehashing an old idea those are prepared <laughs> embarrassingly enough like it, if it's something like um, pick the f- sorry uh, find the faux fit find the faux fit an original idea not related to any of Eric's pitches whatsoever like that I have to do a bunch of writing beforehand to get stuff like that prepared it's, it's only if I ever I only ever reuse ideas if I latch on to a game, and I usually only latch on to a game if I think it really bothers Eric. <laughs> it's kind of the real game of the show, is seeing which of us can drive each other crazy first. I mean, yeah, a lot of the time, uh, in the beginning at least, I would just come up with uh, an idea that uh, would be best to torture you with. Yeah. Early on, I think like the first idea I had, even before I had idea for podcast versus podcast was um whose mail is it where i would steal pierce's bail I mean, to be fair you weren't stealing it eric moved into my old apartment about four years ago I would yeah say. four or five years ago or something and uh and people i kept sending mail to Piers, and i kept having to bring it to him so i decided i'd make a podcast to. about having to bring it to me as if it's an imposition to speak to right. a it's my duty federal requirement right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Or just being, you know, friendly. I just felt like I had to, or I'd let you down. Okay, that's... I couldn't look at you, look at you in the eye, that's knowing that sweet. I had mail that belonged to you, some magazine that you weren't going to read. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, it was whose mail, the game was whose mail is it, and I would uh, read some mail, I would open and read some mail that had been delivered to my apartment, and then based on the contents of the letter, yeah. uh Piers would have to guess who it was addressed to, and if he got it correct, then he would get to keep it, and if not, I would get to keep it. And so I would read out his, like, bills or his bank statements or whatever. Which then eventually, (laughs) once I finally sorted out, it was a very good encouragement to get my mail situation sorted and be an adult, which was great. Thank you, Eric. Um, But that kind of... And then, like, just as an example of how the ideas evolved, that eventually turned into a pitch I did when we had... um, I used to live, up until about a couple months ago, I lived with <laughs> Shane McLean, Nima Galampur, other people. 
Um, and so we had like a nice house of comedians above the Libra room um, on Commercial Drive. However, there was this one very strange person who lived in the apartment underneath us who turned out to be totally crazy and wanted for, you know, questioning in relation to the disappearance of his ex-girlfriend. And none <laughs> of us actually knew his real name, it turned out. He just packed up and left in the middle of the night one night. We found out because his roommates came upstairs with a bunch of mail that he'd stolen of ours for the purposes of identity <laughs> theft. And so I was pretty cheesed off about that. So then there was, you know, a game of reading his mail and being like, if you want to get it, just show yourself. Police are very interested in speaking to you. Is there a bounty on this guy? Oh, do we do bounties in camp? I don't know if we do bounties here. Hmm. Not, not in the same way as in the States, but oh, there'll okay. be like rewards for information. Well, we, we could be the first ones to start a bounty. You know what? I'll start a bounty. I'll give 50 bucks for any information on uh, Stefan. Stefan Chigera? You know what? I'll just stop by the place and grab some more mail. I'll this is the guy from below? Well, this is the name he was living under at the time. He what if we start a Vancouver podcast, a tontine? I would love to be in a tontine. A ta- what is a tontine? A tontine is when you all put money into a pot, and the last person who dies gets it all. Mm. Like the uh, Mighty Flying Hellfish in The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, that's a terrible idea, because I need the money now. Yeah, but... Well, that, well it, that's an incentive to make things happen. I see. Yeah. Well, that's how, why they're illegal. How about, how, how about we do this? Is We put all the money into a pot, and then we reasonably figure out like who would live the longest and then just give the person that money. Well, I would definitely lose that. So would you. Well, unless I feel it's just like a pot between you. I feel like, Douglas, you're going to win this one. You seem the healthiest of the three of us. I will see. <laughs> that, oh, well, that's so sad. He was sad. eating vegan ice cream earlier. So I was eating a vegan ice cream. It's probably yeah. very healthy. I have a pitch. Please. For a podcast. If, okay. If we want to bogart your uh, format for a second i wait sure. with bated breath so i don't know if you've done this because i didn't listen to all 700 odd episodes <laughs> we don't blame you i did listen to about 100 of them oh my god why it's <laughs> a lot some of it is research into other guests yeah and then last week um so i was researching we were supposed to record last week and then it got moved for whatever reason probably the long weekend and so i just kept listening yeah in reverse order so i don't know if you've done this but it's called days of future cast okay and so we're recording now on a Tuesday. Yeah. And this podcast comes out next Tuesday. So what we're going to do is try and replicate some news articles that will come out between now and then. Oh, God. Okay. And then what we can do is tally up like closest to without going over prices right rules, who got anything right. Okay. And I can slip that in when I'm editing if anyone got anything right, like maybe maybe 100 points for a celebrity death. Okay. Mm, mm, I like that part. Hmm. God, who do I think is on their way out? Ian McKellen fell recently. Had to do. Uh, had to cancel a performance of King Lear. Okay. So he sat on stage. He fell running for a train. So he sat on stage and just did a Q and A with the audience instead of performing. But I feel like that says a lot. So I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Ian McKellen as dying by next Tuesday. Hit by a train. Possibly. Falls when running for it. S- slips on a puddle and into I the... Hits the killed by an uh, undisclosed Canadian. <laughs> it's not like there's a tontine here, guys. There's, there's no clear motive. Nothing, nothing can be traced to anybody. Eric, Eric, say some news. Um, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to predict that uh, the surviving members of ACDC 
uh, endorse Donald Trump and then be like in between now and next Tuesday, they endorse Donald Trump and then they rescind it. They they didn't realize that nobody likes him. Oh, we didn't see all the stuff he's been doing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like him, but they, he, they didn't realize that um, maybe like a ton of their fans like him. So which one of you is it that has the MAGA hat? Oh, that's Eric. No, it's, Eric has no, it's a lie. It's not fair. You're I have wearing a, it oh, right you, now. Because yeah, you're taller than me. I didn't see from the ball. I thought it was just a red build cap. Yeah, it is just a red build cap. Now that you're yeah, hanging with your the head words... in shame, I can see the MAGA. <sighs> My secret shame. I don't know why you wore that on an interview. Well, I just here's here's the thing. I'm nervous, and I don't want you to see my face. So I thought I could uh, distract you from my face by wearing like a racist hat. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Uh, uh, so I think maybe China will uh, annex Nepal. Uh, yeah, I to could take see that. glacial water. I've got a got an insider tip from someone else in the network, but um, you think it's one week is gonna. Do it? I think I think they're going to do it. I, they've probably already done it now. We'll see. China moves quick. Yeah, but it won't be a declaration of war. It'll be like when Putin had troops in the Ukraine and they were just on leave. Right. They just appeared in the area okay. to shoot down some Malaysian Airlines planes. Yeah. Well, but. what you're doing right now is hedging your bet, right? You're like setting up this scenario so next week when you're editing this, you can give yourself 100 points because you'll say something like, this is basically what I was talking about. Like, obviously, they didn't annex it, Nepal, but what, what, I, what they're doing is essentially annexing Nepal. Question. What's this insider tip you got? That well, is so tantalizing. <laughs> Who do you know? It's the president. Of, of Canada? No, of China. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, the, the president of America. So uh, he's actually owes a bit of money around town to some Chinese debtors. Yeah. And, you know, they've kind of got him by the... Uh, you can say it. I was trying to think of something funny to say. By the tiny hands. That's by the, the... Ti- they have him by Have his you guys seen that hands. chart where you can, you can print off on a piece of A4 or a letter? trump's hand and see how big it is compared to your own no so we did that and talia has bigger hands than him and she's five foot two right he's six foot two yeah he's a tall man well not and he has smaller hands than Talia. and talia has proportionate hands right i'm scared to do that I'm a, yeah i'm if, afraid what if his hands are bigger what are you, than what's mine? your hands like next to mine because mine are okay. bigger than his how do we do this all right yeah look your hands yeah, bigger than actually, mine yeah barely barely for you, the listeners like barely times as big <laughs> mm. I'm afraid Trump's that, hands. I'm afraid that my girlfriend's hands are the same size as his, so I don't want to. I don't want to try it out. That In case be... you start like uh, thinking about him. Yeah, every time I hold her hands, just because I love her so much, I'll just think about uh, this Your is essentially loves. like holding Donald Trump's hand, and I'll have to pull my hand away. She'll Does probably get pretty annoyed. Sorry. Does her name start with an A? No. Ah. Oh. Um. It starts with an F. Why do you ask if it starts with an A? Because you know some someone? kind of M A G A kind of joke. Oh, I see. Okay. I Maybe see. trying to do a callback. Mm. It's too hot for callbacks today. Well, she is a fascist, so you can. That makes sense. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's a strained relationship. Her name's Fran. She's great. <laughs> She's very good. She's very nice. Fascist Fran, we call her. Fascist Fran. She begs us not to. <laughs> we don't listen. Is that, is that going to become a, a new recurring thing, uh, Fascist Fran? On the... I think it has to, man. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you'd be in trouble if it does. I think it might not be the best uh, new inside joke to well, start. you know what? We need a guest host this week. If you yeah. want to come on, you can just layer that in. Every I'd week. honestly love to. When do you record? Uh, Saturdays, 12 to 3. You free this week? I think so. I mean, you're, you're, you're on the island anyway, right? Yeah, 
Yep. All right. I'm free. I'm free. Son, that's Hell awesome. Yeah. Nice. Piers won't mm, be there. Mm, mm, yep. It'll just be me though. All right. I guess uh, I can co-host. Hence why Hell we. Yeah. Hence why we need a, a guest host. So you guys record at the library? Yeah. Yes. The Inspiration Labs are fantastic. Great space. They've free. Free. The best part. They've been super supportive. Um, they let us do a live show recently, which was awesome. Oh, how did that go? Oh, really well, actually. Really well. Surprisingly, Surprisingly well. <laughs> yeah. Considering it's a live show at the library. We thought we were going to be performing to like 20 empty folding chairs, but we were performing to 20 full folding chairs. <laughs> That's correct. Um, yeah, we got like, I don't know, 30 people showed up and they were all very interested. We ended up actually doing a Q&A and um, someone, we, so we got someone... Um, in the audience to come up and talk about their podcast. Just other podcasters happen to be, I guess they saw the posters for the event and were like, yeah, we should check this out. So it was like kind of neat to meet. These guys did, uh, I cannot remember the it's name. It's a Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. And Fran started listening to it. Oh, she that's still, so She still insulting. doesn't listen to podcasts versus podcasts, she but she listens to really? this. Yeah. Really? To these guys that jumped up on our live show. She hears enough show. of... Of Eric talking at home. Yeah. Yak, 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 Tell yak, it to just listen to like 60% of the episodes. That's about right. That's about right. How many episodes are there? 700 and... Uh, 712th episode comes out today. But that doesn't count like bonus episodes and um, like best ofs and compilations yeah. and stuff. There's been about... We've released about 750 um, audio files, I believe. And do you record them all? Like, I mean, how many do you record at once? We we sit down with us and are with our guest, and we just go, do a quick sound check, do a quick room tone, and we will record with that guest until the guest gets tired, and yeah. then we will say thank you so much for coming and and agreeing to do this stupid thing, and they go on their way, and then we will usually, if we have time, try to record a couple on our own past that. Yeah. So we go for a minimum of five a week, and we, our best selves, aim for seven or eight. At the beginning, we were doing 11 every recording session. But um, we were also more willing to do, like, five-minute episodes. Yeah, then. we had, like, really, really short episodes back then. But now we do, like, normally, like, 15 to 25-minute episodes, and we get usually, like, you know, five to seven in one session. We record for about, like, two and a half hours, sometimes three hours in, yeah. in, in a week. How many do you release in a week? Five. Five. It's Monday through Friday. Yeah. We got to keep it manageable. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, too much. It was it was very manageable uh, at the beginning when the episodes were under ten minutes long. Like sometimes we'd have like a ten minute episode, be like, "Whoa, that was a long one." We yeah. really got loopy in the booth. <laughs> and now you get to like a 30, 45 minute episode with a guest if you just get going. And it, I mean, honestly, though, we we are usually. We have bad days sometimes, but we try to keep on top of ourselves. We're doing a lot better this. now. Yeah. I would think. I think so. It depends on the guests, like how chatty they are and how much fun we're having. But um, I, I try and do a, a good job of uh, just telling telling them to shut up if if it's going too long. The trick is you can't do that with a first time guest unless you know them really well. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. It's tough. And you, especially because they're coming on for free as well. Oh yeah. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> at the best, we'll offer them a coffee, and nobody yeah. ever takes it. Nobody. I, I always try to offer to buy someone. I'll, a I'll, coffee. I'll take the coffee this weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I won't the, be there, so you won't get the, the time offer. Pierce isn't there. Yeah. Now I'm in the hole for 20, two, 275. Look, I will, I will give you the 275. Thank you very much. I'll give you three. Thank you very much. So you much. can tip the server. 
That's a little much. Just give me 285. Right. 290. Fair. That's the method to our madness. It's been nice, though. You know what my favorite thing is? I really... Because we call it a podcast about friendship. And we talk yeah. a lot about friendship in it. And it's... That's kind of, to me, like the underlying current is getting to know someone else insanely well. Like, we're just... Once a week, <laughs> you're meeting up with this person, almost like it's therapy, and you are just, like, poking at them and prodding at them and, like trying to figure out what makes them tick it's like you're just digging deep so i've spent the last three years half talking bullshit with eric and half trying to get inside of his head yeah it's been a strange journey he didn't always wear a mega hat i'll tell you that that didn't exist back then i know wait you, you just used to wear a change hat right? i used to have a hat that just said racism on it, it and was, then they made it efficient <laughs> yeah it was it, less letters and uh, uh easier to wear out in the public mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes it much easier for people to call you on it directly if you're just wearing that hat instead of a, oh, I don't know, and swastika. And it goes really well with your Dakimakura waifu pillow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. As well. I didn't bring the pillow in, so I don't know how you know that. I but... told, I, we talked about it while you were in the bathroom. Okay, I see. I gave him some specs. Oh, I do do some invasive research into this show. <laughs> uh, you guys' theme song is, is by a band called Baby Birds Don't Drink Milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the connection there? Eric so, loves this band. I just like the band a lot, and I just think that uh, the song uh, "Eating with Horses" is just—it just has a lot of energy to it, and just has a good momentum. And I don't know what any of the words are because I haven't looked up the lyrics, and it's hard to hear what he's singing. But I just like the song a lot. So at the beginning, so like for the first like I think twenty or thirty episodes, we had like. Uh, oh, we had like royalty temp free. stop music. It was like doop 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 doop. Yeah, real shit. It's nice, but it's like I've heard it on a on a dozen like failed Kickstarter videos. Yeah, and uh, and like shitty YouTube videos like for kids. Is um, it that one with the whistles and the clap track? Um, oh, like the no. Like oh, I know, no, I know that one. Yeah, but yeah. It's like. Oh. Yeah, it's not that. I know it's better one. than that. Uh, you can tell that all three of us have spent a lot of time trolling through like stock music libraries, being like, "Oh, maybe no one's used this yet." Google whatever cat yeah. video, it's immediately on there. You're like, "God damn it!" Um, but Back actually, board. I screwed up with this because like my budget, I decided like, "Okay, I'll offer to license it," and the most I can go is forty dollars, I think. And I messaged them with it, and they responded that you know that's far too low. That's about uh, that's about fifty times too little hmm. money that we usually um license i was like well that's that sucks but i guess i'll figure something else out because i don't have that money and then he messaged me back saying like oh you know what you know because you guys are amateurs you you don't have the money i'll let it go for 60 and i was like oh, 60 that's a lot of money but i guess you know <laughs> even split between two people yeah yeah i don't know about that and then uh, i said yes and then i realized that he was talking american dollars so it's actually closer to 80 dollars it's very expensive for a song, but for a professional track from a from a band that's got some reputation to it. Yeah, from like an actual good band. Yeah, from an actual. It's crazy you even got a response. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, they're very. Uh, they're very friendly. I guess. I guess and it's I, because we offered them money. Hmm. And I was also like in my email. I was like, by the way, you know, this album's like one of my top one hundred favorite of all time, and uh, this other one is like <laughs> top seventy five favorite of all time so 
just letting you know that uh, your your music means a lot to me. So it'd be cool if we could use it for the podcast. So I think I buttered him up. I used my my negotiating tactics. He probably thought you were touched, like you were in a padded room somewhere, and this mm. podcast would never be released. Oh, I see. So now he now he's kicking himself. The joke's on him because that album's not even in my top 130 of all time. It's in my Ooh. you know it's somewhere around 148 or something like that. So. What are the other 147? Okay, so I'll start at number 147. It'd be, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Could just tell us if you tell us the top 10. No, I can't do it because uh, y- you got to pay me for that. Oh, I worked so really exact, hard on exactly it. Exactly 60 American dollars? No. $5 will do. For for five dollars, this is a this is an open offer. Anyone gi- can, I will give you five dollars. Anyone the show. can email me and no, uh, I'm going to give you five dollars after the show. I want to hear your top ten albums. No, no. What do you mean? No, you I just can't. made an offer. And no, you took I can't it. do it. Why not? Because I worked really hard. If I'm going to put you, it on a podcast, yes, what about five hundred number six? Number six. Just number, number six, six is Daydream Nation by Sonic Youth. There, there you go. go. That's a great Thank album. You. All right, number six of all time. Unless he didn't charge you. So the, the theme song the theme song for this podcast, I was talking to you guys beforehand about how we record on Adobe software because I have uh, Creative Cloud. Extremely bef- jealous, by the but way. But before that, when I was uh, in university, I lived in Australia as well, and the going joke that's actually not a joke and is true is before Creative Cloud, it was cheaper to buy a plane ticket to America, buy Photoshop, and come back to Australia than it was to buy it in Australia. Yeah. So everybody pirated everything. And the biggest... The biggest source of Adobe Adobe pirated software was from this guy called Painter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's ever been caught, but if he has, he's in jail forever. <laughs> but he had this Painter crack that you download, and it was like one of those key gens out of the 90s that had a theme song. Okay. And the theme song of that is the theme song of this podcast. Interesting. And I figure oh, wow. if I ever get a DMCA, I'll be like, well, what did you use it for? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, pretty cool, actually. It's, it's an inside joke with, with my friends from uni as well, if yeah. they ever get around to listening. They'll be like, oh, that's Painter Crack. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a pretty sick beat. You can look up uh, Painter Crack music or Adobe Pirate music. Well, they heard it's, it at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, they heard part of it. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty long beat. It's like five minutes or something Okay. that stuff. I it's think the, the first thing I ever played on public radio. Probably the best way to hear that track is, like, if you want to listen to it a few times just to get it in your head, is open up Comedy Zeitgeist's webpage and just, just play the first couple minutes of each track, right? Yeah, but download just it first. Download it first. On every you. device that you have. Absolutely. Rate and review on iTunes. Absolutely. Always it's the, the best hardest, way to listen. The hardest thing to get people to do. Do you have that problem? Getting people to rate and review? I've got one review, and I think it's from someone I know, like, having a laugh. Is anyway. it five stars? It was five stars. That's that's all that matters. That's the big one. But yeah, I mean, so we got a five star average. He rated it like eighty-seven out of twenty-nine or something. Something like that. I don't blame the people though. I blame iTunes for being very difficult with rating, especially across like country it's barriers. It's so hard to use. You can't just hop Possible. online and do it. You have to be in the app. Yeah, we yeah. whenever at, at the end of like every episode, we say, "Hey, why don't you rate us on iTunes?" It's super easy, but it's not. It's, it's not. bullshit. It's not. Especially if you're like you're not using like I don't listen on iTunes. If no. you rate and review both these podcasts on iTunes, I think Eric might email you. Yeah, I'll two email of his you. Top ten. We got to start doing competitions or contests or something to get people to do that. Give away Eric's mega hats. I don't know. Oh god. No, we'll give right. we'll give away the spots on my top 100 albums of what all if, time. What if we gave away? Oh, that's actually a great. Yeah, that's a great that's prize. Right. 
for every review we get uh, after today, I will release one of my entries in the top. Oh no, 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 no! I thought you were saying that if somebody comes, oh, like buy them a CD. No, 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 no! I thought you were saying that if somebody goes and they rate and review us or Comedy Zeitgeist on uh, on iTunes, that you would then say, okay, pick a spot in my top 100. Tell me your band and your album. You're now number thirty nine on my top hundred. Oh list. no! <laughs> oh, that's yeah. You know, that's mm, okay. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You get one right. or the other, right? You either mm. get a spot revealed or a spot taken. That's a great point. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Once the spot, you could once... be asking for donations, and you're just asking mm. for reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe once one has been revealed, you have to wipe that. Like Sonic Youth, because you revealed it, no longer on the list. Yeah. So the next review that comes in, they can reveal or they can take Sonic Youth spot. Because not everyone that reviews is going to have a band or even a finished album. I'd say you can make it up. That's fine. I'll just say whatever your name is and whatever your dream album name is. It's my top one. Mm. Do you have a top ten albums? Uh, yeah, but I can't remember them. I don't make lists as well, for obsessively every review, you as might Eric. remember one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. Have you ever performed at uh, the list, Randy Newmyer's show? No, no. I, I, I no, I couldn't do that. We've been. In the audience. Well, I have. Have you been I to haven't. The list? No, I haven't been to the list. Okay. It's a great um, show. It is really good. Out there. I believe it. That's, uh, what do you think about the Vancouver comedy scene? What's, I don't know what it's... Where are you guys from? We're from Australia? Perth. Same from as Perth. ACDC. Okay, so well, that's a lively Fremantle. town. Uh, kind of. Um, I don't know if it's just uh, on me, but the comedy scene was, was difficult, to say the least. They'd be like, comedy would be on the first Thursday of every month. Oh, my God. At one bar. And then that was really hard to get to. There isn't comedy on every night. Right. And it's hard to find. And, so, and the shows are really like, everyone in Perth is a crab in a bucket about everything. What, what does that mean? So if you've got a bucket full of crabs, yeah, yeah. if they all just stop pulling each other down, they could all climb out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just like so much negativity that people are negative because there's so much negativity. It's exactly. like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if people heard me saying this, they'd probably be negative about it and say I just didn't understand <laughs> or something. Oh. But I, I worked for community radio there. I, I knew some people. It is what it is. <laughs> you guys talk a lot about medieval weapons. Do we? Yeah. Do either of you have either of you studied HEMA? No. HEMA. Oh, oh, Historical yeah, 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 European yeah. martial arts. No, no. Because I really got the vibe that you did. Like, because we're big nerds. No, well, I I've done it. I've yeah. done it. Well, you're a big nerd, right? Yeah, I can tell by your glasses. Look, listen, we got four, we got three, possibly four big nerds in this room. Let's all just put it out there on the table. <laughs> I have a friend who 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 does that, or he, he no, what he studies is um, what's that like? It's like dance with a sword. What's that called? Uh, what? It's it's like um, it's not like dance, I guess, but it's like like uh like physical art it's like yeah it's like ceremonial music. like s- slashing and and like posing and and stuff is but that nor- is that a european art or a i have no clue you, you can say know. japanese well i wasn't thinking japanese because that could be and it's like a different art from china different art from japan right. different art from. Mm, i have no idea what it is yeah i i've never asked him about it he was actually like doing it in secret yeah um i just happened to see him uh, with his teacher one day, so that's how I know that it happened. Right. That what city it. was this in? This was Whitehorse. This is so he's doing ceremonial sword dancing up in Whitehorse. Yeah, this guy sounds awesome. He rules. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's like my best friend. That's like a Dwight Schrute kind of character. Yeah, I like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Schrute's a cool guy. 
He is. You wouldn't want to work with him, but I feel like you'd oh, be okay to know. What he's like he's like about? the least detestable person in the office. Do you think? No, what no. About, Stanley's um, way better. Oscar's Stanley, way better. Stanley's yeah. horrible. Stanley is a crab in a bucket. Stanley Stanley's gets his Stanley work done and doesn't. His wife. That's uh, true. I haven't seen the later seasons. That's I didn't true. know that. That's like maybe season three that happens. That's I true. forgot about that. Okay. He li- when he goes to Florida, he lives. Yeah. Oh, he that's does whatever Florida, he likes. That's right. Pam is good. Pam is better than Dwight. Pam's okay. I, I would yeah. hate to work with my, Dwight. My latest watch through, I didn't like Pam and Jim. I, I find... I mean, people often like... They're like, Jim's a psychopath. I don't think he's a psychopath. I don't think he's a psychopath. I think he's a normie. A normie? <laughs> yeah, like to use an alt-right term. He's just like a like one of those people that's just so aggressively normal, it's weird. Right. When you meet people, they're like, oh, I like running. You know? Well, he's frustrating because he's... He thinks he's better than everyone in the early seasons, at least. he is better. He, <laughs> I guess, but he doesn't do anything about it, you know? like he's, Those, yeah, I mean, the, the pranks the on whole... Dwight are, are pretty shitty. After you, There's that one episode where, like... They the, just read the Where he realizes out. he's bullying him. Yeah. yeah. And he is bullying him. That's early. Yeah. That's season two, I think, right? But Dwight bullies everyone know. in the office. Like, not intentionally. I mean, Dwight's, Dwight's a fucking asshole. Dwight too, is yeah. the only person, I think, who's truly happy in that show. I would agree. I would agree. He's so content. Maybe, maybe Kelly, because Kelly She's lacks. She's so messed up. Yeah, but she likes that. She likes yeah, she the drama. Mind. She lacks the self awareness to see that she's messed up. She just sees it as exciting and glamorous. Okay. She's like anyone who likes drama. Who's you know Craig I mean? Robinson? Daryl. Darren. He. Oh, Darryl. Yes. Daryl's doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Daryl's pretty content, especially once he moves upstairs. Yeah. He makes a little progress in his mm-hmm. life. And he goes to that company with Jim. This is not an office podcast. I know. How do we get into this? Something to do with sword dancing. Oh, you were asking oh, us Dwight if Fruit. we're into medieval weaponry. Yeah, because uh, also... I did use One defense. of you convinces... So did I. Hey, all right. Let's let's uh, let's do this. All right. <laughs> get, get to the epes. Uh, well, the reason I did fencing is because I wanted to do longsword, and my parents thought it was too nerdy, so they put me in a nerdier sport. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. With That's the mask, but it's longsword. I probably would have turned into a war machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, now that you're in Vancouver, we have Academy Duello here. I, yeah, I, I do that. I have my green cord. Oh, that's cool. Is it's, that the equivalent to like a, in karate, like a green belt? It's like a yellow belt. Okay. So it's like. But you're getting there. It's like, it's like you're uh, no, qualified to be able to take lessons. You know, mm. like you do karate and you're a white belt, and then once you get the yellow belt, they're like, "All right, now you can start paying." the non-Groupon price to come here. Okay. It's basically what it is. I haven't gone for a while. It's been too hot. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking about all those sweet, sweet weapons. Oh, yeah. Do they still do archery? That was going to be my next question. Yeah. uh, I can't remember. I guess it's you try to convince Eric that archery is cool. Archery is cool. I think archery is cool, too. We had the same conversation, me and Talia, over the weekend. I won't say what happened. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on, Talia. Did you kill somebody with a bow? yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, she totally killed somebody with a bow. Why don't you like bows? We're not going to make it out. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, you pull the string back, it's hard. It's not fun. That's what it should be. We use a, use a, a, a compound bow. He then doesn't like hard. it. He doesn't like it because the first time he tried it, it went south on him and he didn't he did. hit the target. Was that one of these? Did you hurt yourself, or did you just like fumble it and it didn't? I just fumbled it and it went straight down into the ground. I just did a visual cue on podcast. Yeah. I mimed having your elbow out and when the string hits it. So when uh, Jeremy Renner played Hawkeye yeah. in The Avengers, he got a lot of uh, a lot of crap from professional archers 
uh, because he did that elbow yeah. grab where he has his, his elbow pointing up. Yeah. And if you were to do that with a bow, as a lot of people, as all of you know, yeah. you hit it with the string and you hurt yourself. Well, people well, shouldn't be giving Jeremy Renner crap. They should yeah, be giving he, his bow specialist on set crap. He, he's an actor. He's not an archer. I don't know if they realize But Jennifer this. Lawrence was lauded by the same people for being an excellent archer. So why didn't mm. they get the same choreographer in? That's very true. It could also be he was trained one way, and then for whatever reason, it could be just muscle memory, like not enough time to train like something finicky like that out. Or it could be he's like, I don't know, you know when people hold guns sideways have, in movies? They just don't have the budget. They don't have the budget yeah. to, to train it. We can train it out of Jennifer Lawrence. We cannot we can train it CGI out of it, but we can't yeah. train it. <laughs> but uh, it could have just been a conscious choice. Maybe he just thought it looked cooler. Guys, I'm so, calling oh. out archers. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go I was going to move on, so let's keep talking about archers. No, nah, I just I don't want to talk about archers anymore. They suck. They're rude oh, to Jeremy Renner. He's Jesus doing his best. Christ. He's trying extremely hard. That's fair. Yeah. He's a hardworking actor. Uh, is he? What else, what else is he? Have you seen his thumbs? No. Anyone this... listening, Google Jeremy Renner thumbs. He's got... Uh, I'd show you, but the internet's not working. You know Understood. what it is, is I'm not on the new internet. Jeremy Renner has giant nails. Ugh. Like they're bigger than his finger. Like you just it, the finger stops and the nail starts. I don't care for that. If you look it up, you'll see it's 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 messed up. So you guys also talk a lot about blood magic. What's that about? Oh, I how did we get um, into this? So I I don't exactly know. So at the beginning, uh, we wanted because we're putting out episodes like Monday through Friday. In the early episodes, everything was very like standalone. Like we we were making episodes that where you could uh, we were making a podcast where you could listen to episode 10, 40, 100, whatever in any order, and as long as you understand the format, you can listen to anything. And uh, but um, I guess that's like not how we uh, how we work. Like we we don't. I don't think either of us is really into like standalone. No. Thing. Yeah. I like. I mean, we didn't intend to start storytelling. We just kind of, you start falling into it because, I don't know, two imaginative guys trapped in a hot, sweaty booth talking and talking and talking. Yeah, I think part, I think that's where like blood magic and crystal magic and and, like the the stranger elements of the show come from is just like we would be in these tiny booths. We didn't understand that you could like book a larger booth at the (laughs) library at first. So we were booking these booths that were meant for one like peer sized person and both of us would would uh, squish inside then we'd be we'd be talking recording and like being on for like three hours so eventually we would just start like getting like dizzy and and getting like uh getting less coherent and and riffing a lot more i feel like somebody would like fumble over something and then the other person would refuse to let go of it and then it became a thing and so like eventually you know like i think one thing that came up is carrie donaldson who's a great improviser here in town is she's one of on, on in here on thursday for next week's episode. get out of town yeah, tell her we uh, say hi. carrie Ann and uh ally oh that's awesome brunch yeah, yeah cool cool combo mm. um but and we love ally and whistle she's awesome just a sweet sweet person carrie donaldson is uh mean and vicious and and rules the library with an iron fist when she works there and like she's yeah. she just looks like would, would pop her head in 
once in a while for like little bits of episodes. Like she'd open the door, say hi, talk with us for a minute, then be like, well, I'm out of here and go on I her way. I think she's literally been on like five episodes in the 700 plus that we've done. I know, but we, she's as such a guest a huge, or just popping her head? Like once as a guest and once then a few a times like poking her head in and us saying hi because she worked there. Um, so when she had a break in between, she would get a chance to like come and like. So she really is yeah. the librarian at the library. But then as we moved the... As we slowly moved the library from Vancouver, airlifting it out to this oil rig, which then became a series of oil rigs, like this weird tin town micronation. Yeah. Um, mostly because I'm fascinated by micronations. I love them. I wish I lived in Sealand, except it burned down. I What's Sealand? Oh, it's um, an abandoned oil rig <laughs> off the coast of the UK that um, somebody purchased and took over, and him and his family turned it into their own town. It's basically like a couple of buildings, a landing pad for a helicopter, a small dock at the base. Maybe like 40 or 50 people live there at the peak. And most micronations around the world are either something like that, like a tiny island or like a man-made artificial structure. Or they're like fictional creations that people like, they're like, they live in Ohio. But they've bought like 100 acres and they've declared it their own territory. But because, you know nothing happens on this hundred acres in the backwater Ohio. Nobody's going to, nobody's going and being like, no, you can't be your own country. So they have this presence. They like, nobody bothers them. They get to go issue their own stamps and currency and nobody recognizes them as an official country, but they carry on as if they were, which is fascinating to me. So yeah, as we moved it further and further away from reality, Carrie came with it, obviously. Um, and yeah, she we became, just kept, yeah, referencing her. She became this dark, evil force that we're terrified of. Yeah, she's the leader of our secret police, but... Uh, the librarians. If we, yeah. If They're we, really not our... They're just hers. That's the thing. We, we did let her get a little bit too much political power, and now we're in danger of being overthrown by her. Uh, so if, the, if we ever uh, uh, cross her, she could end the podcast by destroying us. I imagine that if we ever die in the logic of the show, it will be at Carrie Donaldson's hands. So if, say, between the time of recording and the time of release, you guys seriously disappear. Carrie Donaldson is the Carrie. person you should be yeah. looking at. There's no, there's no other guest that has ever threatened us so much. Most Pierce has died in the past, actually. So it's <sighs> happened already. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And another perfect example of, like, a lot of the fantasy comes from reality getting in the way. Like we were originally, this has become more and more of an issue over the last two years, but my job frequently takes me. Piers is extremely successful now. Hi. And he, and he, has, to, uh, he has to go do stuff. So I, I will leave town for like a month at a time to film. And then I occasionally now, for example, like the reason we had to move it this week is I have a writer's room for a TV show that I'm in, and it got bumped up. And so now, like, I'm trapped in this cycle. I, that's why I was worried I wouldn't make it here tonight, because it's basically, oh, you start, you start work at this time. When will we end? When we're finished. Go all can mystery. you talk about it? Um, yeah, I can talk a little bit about it. Uh, it's a, I work for Airbud Entertainment. Um, creators of Airbud, the basketball playing dog. Oh, that really? kind of Airbud entertainment. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. And so we make we make pretty much dog-centric movies and now a TV show for Disney and Netflix. And um, so we go to set in early September. Actually, kind of cool. Um, I can't name any names, but 
a bunch of I've been very excited because some people in the Vancouver comedy community I've been watching like I'm getting their I'm getting audition tapes and they're in the audition tapes or like I'll go into a boardroom and like an actor or a comedian that's been a guest on our show is like up for consideration I'm like yeah this is awesome all these like it's great to see people in the community are are doing well and that you can su succeed here so it's been very it's I'm very excited about about this project this TV show in particular but we also thought I would have to go live on the island for four months uh, from September through Christmas. And now I'm hoping I'm only going to have to be there for a month, maybe two at most. In Victoria? Yeah, in Victoria for this one. And so uh, how are you taking it, Eric? <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm going to miss him, but uh, he's got to spread his wings. And this is where stuff for the stories yeah. come in. So, you know, the first time Pierce had to go to, the, to Victoria unexpectedly, um, we decided that he'd been murdered uh, in a he'd been bested in a in magical combat, um, which is which one of you is the is the blood mage and which one is the crystal gem wizard? Uh, well, uh, you can tell from my sunny disposition, I'm clearly a crystal gem wizard. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a blood magician. Which, and the rules, what that means, changes depending on what episode you're listening to. The main thing that it means is, I use crystals to help people yeah. and you use blood from people to hurt people uh, that's how I see the difference between our magical styles I mean you know there's one way to look at it but because uh, Pierce had to record from his hotel room uh, in Victoria oh. and, it, and the, he sounded so shitty we just decided <laughs> that he was um, he was he's, he, he was dead and he was recording from beyond the pale and that's why the connection was so poor so um, a lot of our most creative ideas are just us covering for our big mistakes. Or, like yeah, like or, something, like I used to say, uh, hey, everybody out there in podcast land, because people say like TV land or radio land or whatever. Yeah. And then I think I just stumbled on my words once and said podcast versus podcast land. And then we, Pierce like grabbed on it and didn't let me just have a, have a misspeak. And, and then we riffed on it. And now like, that's the reason why our show takes place in a in our own country oh my god that's why yeah i forgot about that because i i because <laughs> we were in a mental. booth for two hours and i stumbled over my words and you were a dick about it that's right that sounds that <laughs> does sound like me that changed the course of the plot of the <laughs> so one of your recurring podcast pitches is one track mine yeah <laughs> i think that's a legit podcast idea thank you i, do I mean they all are we've had ab about 1500 legit podcast ideas yeah, that's that's fair. I'd say we've had about seven hundred or so. Like about half of the pitches were yeah. legitimate. I'll let you choose which half. Wink. One track mind is one of them. Th no. Thanks for Thank uh, saying the wink for the listeners. It's the only way it would work. Uh, so I think it's interesting. You're always pitching Grateful Dead yeah. in that scenario. Have you heard Analyze Fish? I have. Yeah. Is that where the I idea have. comes from? Um, no, but I believe after I pitched it, actually, it comes basically from. Encounter, like personally encountering tracks that have suddenly gotten me into a band that I like wrote off before. <laughs> it's or, strange like, because when you so the idea for one track mind is that one perfect tra track yeah. can change someone's mind, like yeah. you said. But you only ever bring in 
the worst tracks, the ones that you know I'll already hate. I don't think that's like true. Like that Smash Mouth version? Ooh. That was brutal. I, it's extremely I bad. Know. It was so I, bad. How can people look that up if they want to know? Um, I would just look up one track. I'd go to our SoundCloud and yep. search under our tracks for One Track Mind, and one of them will be labeled <laughs> Smash Mouth. Did I you believe? make that track? No, that was something I just found when I was trolling through SoundCloud looking for terrible remixes. It is is very terrible. It's so it's like All Star mixed with um, Friend of the Devil, but the time signatures are off. Uh, very very slightly, very very slightly, almost so, imperceptibly, almost. But then the longer it goes on, the worse it gets. Yeah, an inch at a time. And first you just hate it because it's Smash Mouth, and then by the end it's just a sonic mess. Yeah, it's, although it's completely. It was actually starting to give me a tension headache when I was listening to it. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. I wish. Did it give you a tension headache? Because my goal is yeah. either to change your mind or annoy you to death. Well, the uh, I mean, all the Grateful Dead songs you bring in, even the ones that aren't altered. Mm, you have come around on a couple of those songs. You've been like, all right, this is all right. Well, sometimes right. you'll bring in a 20-minute song, and I'll listen to two minutes of it and say, it's okay. Right. And, like, about, that's happening. What about, ironically, having fun listening to Sugar Magnolia? Blossoms Blooming. Um, I don't like Sugar Magnolia. It's all easy, and I don't care. Um <clears throat> I don't like the Grateful Dead. I I don't. Yeah. Yeah, they're sorry. too. Uh, they're too pure for Eric. He only likes new metal. I don't like new metal. Okay. Stop it. All right. What do you like? Um, I like a lot top of different stuff. Top ten albums. Brown okay, yeah, I'll tell you my top ten albums. I like um I like a lot of uh, noise rock and um post hardcore and math rock and What's I. What's math like... rock? Is that like they might be giants or something? No, that's like um. Uh, I think it, it's called math rock just because it's like very complicated time signatures and stuff. It's like um, it's kind of conceptual in nature, right? Because it's designed around the time signature. Not really. I mean, that's like Tool. Like they design around like the Fibonacci sequence or whatever. But like math rock is like like Hella or like uh, uh, Marnie Stern is like a math rock guitarist. Or um, I think like early math rock would be like uh, Drive Like GU. Uh, I guess Slint is kind of math rock. Polvo. Um, Faraquet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Minus the Bear is kind of like math rock um, flavored indie rock. Giraffes Giraffes are kind of popular math rock. They may have, you may have heard. Is that like Duran Duran for kids? Yeah, it's just like Duran Duran for kids. And they learn about math at the same time, arithmetic. Right. Um, division. Hungry like the big bad wolf. Yeah, exactly. For anyone in CITR, thanks so much for tuning in. That's the end of our time slot, but you can hear the full episode along with other podcasts on cavegoblins.com. For anyone else, stick around. We've still got lots more to talk about with Piers and Eric. Now, I just want to do a little plug for Everything Economics on the Cave Goblin Network. Talia Murdoch hosts this informative and engaging podcast on, you guessed it, Everything Economics, in a relatable and easy-to-digest way. That's everything economics on cavegoblins.com. But back to it. Before the show, I asked Eric and Piers about a comedic influence to talk about today, and they came back with Paul F. Tompkins. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. What does Paul F. Tompkins mean to you? Oh, just, um, uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant stand-up. Just, I, how do I put this? I've been, try, I've been trying to think all day of how to verbalize what I feel about him, because the first time I heard any of his stuff, I heard Freak Wharf. And I was blown away by what, by how consistently interesting and kind and vulnerable he is as a comedian. Like he puts all of himself out there. He's sharp. He's witty. He's never, 
snarky or dismissive really he always has this feeling to him like he's he's open to a to a real debate he's he's not just slamming people he's i don't know he feels like a little bit of a philosopher to me which is kind of i think pretentious way of, of describing him i don't think he would care much for that might be a little flattered but um just just a truly unique comic mind who fits in everywhere seems like he can do almost anything eric yeah he's funny he's funny he's very funny <clears throat> i mean for me um i uh i didn't listen to paul f Tompkins until piers i mean i didn't listen to his stand-up until piers uh forced me to he's like uh, you need to listen to i think freak wharf and i think there was another one laboring under delusions yeah laboring under delusions so uh i'd just known him from comedy bang bang where he does uh, does he does a lot of great characters and he's a, he's a very um, he's really good he's a very good improviser um, in such a way that's like he's coming up with with weird things like interesting things um, he's moving the 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 story forward in um, in an interesting way uh, often in an unexpected way but he's also like very good at while in character as a strange character playing the straight man or like letting someone else lead um which i think is uh i i personally don't know of any any improvisers who who do that that well like who combine that who can play an outlandish character but somehow let the actual straight man in the scene take take focus and be like the funnier person yeah I, I'm completionist with podcasts, so I yeah. try to listen to all of it. I <laughs> fell out of Comedy Bang Bang for about 100 episodes and got really depressed about it yeah. for years. And now I can pick up episodes and just listen yeah. to pieces because uh, I got over that little mental block. Cool. Which was difficult because <laughs> it's such a long-running podcast as well. It's, yeah. I mean, I, not as many episodes as us, but, you know, they're... But each one was about they're an hour try, They're trying their best, and yeah. we, gotta, we give it to them. You know, well, they'll get it one day. <laughs> that is... That's something I find really daunting in the age we live in, especially having grown up with like no access to content. How much, like, even if I just wanted to revisit Paul F. Tompkins episodes for this, like, and I did, I was like, I'm going to listen to every single episode. I'm going to get so boned up. And then I. He's probably in more than anyone else. He is. He is. Yeah. He is. He's in like at least 200 episodes, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just impossible. Nobody, nobody has that kind of time. What are your favorite characters of his? I actually kind of like it when he appears as himself. I mean, I really like... Um, like in the best ofs? Oh, the best ofs are so yeah. fun. Listening to them go crazy over the course of those four hours, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Or it feels like it feels like four hours. They're probably only in the it's booth a, for a no, couple it's hours. It's full one and a half epi- uh, hour episodes. So yeah. yeah. It's six hours. But if you take out the time with the clip... They usually say it's around four hours. Where did you first discover him? Probably... On, oh, oh, you know what? I, I remember. I was in university, and I had downloaded the Comedy Death Ray album um, because we had this great file sharing service at my university at the time where it was just like anyone on campus could share anything. So you could get like huge reams of folders mm. from other people, and you could see like what house they were in and see which houses had, like were sharing what. So it was kind of cool that like, oh, this house has all the comedy, and this house has all the porn, and don't go there for parties. Those people are fucking weird. Because uh, we lived in houses much like Harry Potter, yeah, uh, it was interesting. 
Anyways. I was slithering with the pawn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Those guys know how to party. But um, I downloaded Comedy Death Ray back when, because Comedy Bang Bang used to be Comedy Death Ray Radio. And then before that, it was Comedy Death Ray, which was a, a just a, a big stand-up charity show with a bunch of great comedians on it. And I was like, oh, I'm looking for new comedians. I'll check this out. And he was on there. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I remembered him, and I just kind of like had him on my radar for a while. And then I dropped off for a little bit. And he was just kind of like a comedian I'd listened to for a year or two. And then I, I didn't see him in a bunch of stuff. And then a few years later, when podcasting started getting really big, I started getting obsessed with Comedy Bang Bang, which was like the resurrection of Comedy Death Ray Radio. And in the early episodes, you can still hear them refer to it as that from time to time. And they're on like this radio, they, like because they were actually on the radio. They were an internet radio. Exactly. Is CITR internet radio? It has a internet segments, but no, it's 101.9 on the FM band. Wow. It's off mm. of UBC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hold myself out there. I send, uh, I You're use WeTransfer. Very sensible. You are a smart man. Um, anyways, I, I stumbled upon Freak Wharf a few years later. Like, I started noticing him on podcasts, on Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, my God. On Comedy Zeitgeist. I started hearing him. And um, then I started looking him up, like, getting more and more obsessed. And one day I downloaded Freak Wharf, and it just, like, blew me away. And so then, from then on, for the last, fuck, I don't know, seven, eight years... I've just been obsessively following his career as he goes up and up and up and becomes a better and better artist. He's uh and and you never he was around when I was a kid. He was like on Mr. He's on Mr. Show. Yeah, that's actually like technically the first time I saw him was yeah, Mr. Show, me but too. I didn't really like, you know, back then I wasn't following. I wasn't like like tracking down the 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 creators who I, you know, who I thought were interesting. Like, I was just like, oh, that's funny. This guy's funny. That, that's funny. Well, and those were the days when he was still, like, coming up, too. Like, he, he talks about this. Again, love his vulnerability. He talks a lot about his struggles with weight and his own image. And, like, looking at him now, he's an incredibly stylish man. Mm. Like, he's always impeccably dressed, well put together. But, um, yeah, like, he, he talks about these days of Mr. Show when he wasn't a performer, really. He was a stand-up and he was a writer. And so when he's on Mr. Show, he's usually, and when he's on Tenacious D's TV show for HBO, yeah, he's like, he's an announcer. He does small bit parts. He's not someone where you're like, oh, this guy, I really want to see what happens here. You know, he's, he's, he's does a lot of filler stuff on Mr. Show, I find. It's actually what, where I was going to say I first saw him, but yeah, what, as, as you said, well before he was on my radar, uh, was as the, the devil in Pick of Destiny. Yeah. As well, and I, I rewatched that last year or something, and I had no idea. Like, can't believe that's PFT in there. And he's in There Will Be Blood as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mr. Plainview, Mr. Plainview, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> um, yeah. He looks the part. He looks the time period. That's um actually, I'm not sure how the timing of this lines up, but the cover for Laboring Under Delusions looks like he looks like Daniel Plainview. Well, because I think blood. he talks about that that the uh, the experience of being cast in that yes and and being almost completely cut out of it yeah um on laboring and uh laboring in delusions on laboring under delusions i believe on the laboring album right he he talks about that and he talks about being in magnolia with tom cruise oh the table read for that <laughs> oh i don't know if you've That's ever heard incredible this. Bit. i didn't even know he was in that yep and well he was cut he's not in the movie right but he's in the footage somewhere 
in a Hollywood backlot. Yeah. Oh, the glamour. But he talks about like showing up to this huge mansion for this table read and getting there and nobody sent him a script the night before. So they've got to, some assistants got to go get him a script because some assistant fucked up or some coordinator fucked up more likely, but who knows? Anyways, and then like people razzing him a little bit. He's seated like right next to Tom Cruise, I think. Just, oh, he has paid his dues and then some. Speaking of the Tenacious D movie though, have you seen the Tenacious D TV show? I have not. I, this is actually the first I've heard of it. Okay. They you can did, skip uh, it. It's not that great. It, don't listen to him. They do, um, it's just six episodes. You can get it on DVD. And uh, he's in that as well as the announcer, which is why he got brought back to play the announcer in the movie. Right. Like he's the stand-up that would introduce them every night at the show, at the open mic night. Where yeah, they the would, host. Yeah, the host. Yeah. And then who's the actual devil? Dave uh, Grohl. Dave, Dave Grohl, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie more than any other movie uh, That's that I've ever watched. Baffles. I mean, it's, I like it. I think it's an. Well, I don't think it's an okay movie. I enjoy it, but I don't think it's a great movie. It's fine. I've I, enjoyed it every time I've watched it. Yeah, I've seen it like literally over a hundred times because I would um, when I first moved to Whitehorse and I didn't have any friends, I didn't know anybody. I would just come home from school and then put that movie on on repeat. Jesus oh, Christ, for, dude! Like that is for like months. Those, oh. It was just my coping mechanism. That I is guess. the so saddest lonely. story. I've got sadder ones. I know you do. I've heard some of them. But that one's bad. We'll save that for another. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> See, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta come on another. So show that's the first you, you've heard of this. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew you'd seen it a lot. Like we've talked about it before. Yeah. You've told me you've seen it a lot. We've talked about Paul F. Tompkins as a host in it before. I thought you were gonna say for a podcast, like worst idea ever. Yeah, we're, yeah, worst idea of all time. That's right. Yeah, which Paul Paul Tompkins was on uh, that show as well on that podcast. He's been on everything. Yeah, um, which like everywhere. it's so strange. <laughs> like when I was listening I, I've to emailed his agent. Oh yeah, no reply. Ah. I got a no from Colin Mockery's agent. Hey, nice. Yeah, I know that said no. Nothing. Yeah, and that's what I realized is that agents are for saying no. Was it a polite no? Yeah, it was. It was Friendly. Mr. Mockery doesn't have time for this at this time. And completely fair. Yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah, he doesn't even live here anymore. That's right. Yeah. Did he ever live here? Is he from here? Well, he's from Vancouver Theatre Sports. Oh, yeah, but I I know he came up through there. I, right. I don't know where he's from originally. Nor do I. Yeah, skip it. But I, I think matter. Ryan Stiles lives in Bellingham. He does. He's got his yeah. own uh, improv theatre down there. Actually, a bunch of people, some of your it's, past it's come, and future yeah, It's come up a couple of times Yeah. on that. And speaking of that, a few people have anecdotes about meeting Paul F. Tompkins through uh, the Sunday service. Yeah? Uh, do either of you guys have? Um, no. I Unless I'm working with someone, like specifically on something, I would feel too strange... Like going up to Paul F. Tompkins after a show that I wasn't involved in, that I'm just an audience member at, and being like, hey, I'm a big fan. I think you're great. I'm blah, 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 blah. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. I think he probably loves it. I'm just kind of a shy person. I would have a lot of difficulties initiating that conversation without feeling like I was bothering him. So I prefer just to admire from afar and then rave about him on podcasts. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he, uh, uh, I saw him once. We saw him. We saw him together. We actually technically saw him twice because we went to Comedy Bang Bang Live. That's right. But um, Me too. Were you there? Uh, it was in Perth, so maybe okay. not. Okay. Same tour, maybe? 
Probably. Probably. There's Lauren Lapkus and and Mike Hanford. Mike Hanford. Yeah. And he yeah. was being John Lennon yep. at the time. So. Yeah. Okay. We were we were all in the same party. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty dumb. Who were uh, Paul and Lauren in your show? Uh, Lauren was ho ho. ho ho, and Paul was Santa. Yeah, the same one. And yeah. they they uh, he says he ne- tries to never do the same character in the same city. That's fair. That's um, a nice idea. And he keeps a Google Doc so that if people go to see the show again, they don't get disappointed and see oh, really? the same character. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's because uh, we just listened to the best of 2017, and it's um that's how he ended up doing the one of his worst but best characters of uh, Big Chunky Bubbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a strange one, it's but like I love it. a clown that makes bubbles out of chunky stew. <laughs> anyway, you were in the middle of something, Eric. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, we went and saw him, but... Um, uh, saw him perform, but... Um, I mean, I'm not really, like, in the comedy community here. Mm. Um, like, this podcast is the only comedy thing that I do, so... Um, I would never have a chance, have an opportunity to uh, to meet him. No, that's not. Just then, go to the Sunday service every yeah. time they play. To be fair, it we have the exact same opportunity as everyone else at the Sunday service has. Like these people, like people in the Sunday service, are meeting him and playing with him. But most of the people I'm guessing who met him were just in the audience. Yeah. 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 So they just had the guts to go up afterwards and be like, Paul. Hi, Paul. Can I call you Paul? I'm uh, so-and-so. It's nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. Which, power to them. Yeah. I just, I don't know what I would get out of it. You just have to rehearse what you just said then every time so that when you see him. No, but it's not about what I'm feeling. It's like, is he getting anything out of this interaction? And if not, why am I starting it? Um, That's kind of a rough way to go through life. Yeah. I guess. I guess. That's how you maximize enjoyment for everyone involved. Every time you enter an interaction, just think about. I think is this worth their time? Yeah. Am I worth their time? Turn around. Walk away. How to win friends and influence people? I think. Oh, don't bother people. No, it's it's like specifically like, don't go, giving them. I don't want to talk about this. Don't give them reasons to. Well, don't don't go asking for something. Go offering something. Oh well, I wouldn't. I would never ask for anything. Obviously, but like. All I would have to offer is a bit of conversation, and I don't really, I don't need that. I'm I mean, fine. I don't, yeah, I, I saw I, his act. So I'm happy. Yeah, he puts out so much, and um, like, there's so much out there that I could go. You know, I could listen to to Spontaneous Nation, or I could go listen to an old comedy Bang Bang, or I could listen to some of the stand up or whatever. So there, there really isn't like anything that I could get out of talking to him that I can't get from uh, mainly podcasts that he does, right? Like, and w- if I was gonna like, you know, just talk to him, like it's unless he's on, you know, like unless he's like performing for me, um, like one on one in your living room. Yeah, like w- like he's just gonna be like you a normal guy. To. Yeah, I've met so many people in my life. You know, what's one more like it's that's <laughs> i do think he'd be a, like a fun person to have a conversation with like more this. fun than the normal person though he is a normal person more fun than any other He's person a... more fun than doug well not more than doug no but more fun than you yes absolutely more i mean fun yeah than but that's... um i don't know that's uh i feel like this comes down to like there being different types of people at events like it's not just that like if i go to a concert i don't have any real desire to talk to the band after uh 
it's different with Paul Tompkins, I guess, because he's a comedian and you just hear them speaking in a conversational way to you and you see them everywhere. Like You just have to remind yourself you don't have a relationship with them just because you've listened to well, that's exactly straight it. hours. Yeah, voice. that's exactly why I don't want to go up and start a conversation. Yeah, because there's a, like a line of people waiting to do that, and I just feel like let the guy get home. He just got off stage after an hour. Yeah, and, a half. and it's not exactly fair. Like you're coming in at an advantage, right? Like you have built up a relationship with Paul of Tompkins. Like you've listened to hundreds of hours of him and and his like his fears and his emotions and and what he's thinking about, and he has nothing on you. Well, and no interest. Yeah. The one the one reason I would ever go up to somebody after a show is if I had made them a gift. Then I would feel like, hey, I just wanted to say, hey, loved your show. Here's the thing of cookies and box of my hair. Sleep well. <laughs> sleep well with this pillow of my hair. Soft as silk. Spider silk. So what are you guys working on right now? Podcast versus podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Together, just podcast versus podcast. Um, yeah, apart, uh, I'm not doing anything. Piers uh, works on a TV show. Yeah, works yeah, at working on a TV. TV show. Yeah, working on a TV show right now, and uh, we got a couple movies after that, which will be fun. And then um, mostly just writing my own stuff on the side, trying to trying to you know option some more scripts or get a play put up or something like that. But I mean. Right now, it's insanely busy, so I do nothing except <laughs> podcast and work and sleep. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of what I do, too. Um, I've been working out as well. Yeah, I haven't, so he's got me beat there. <clears throat> I win. Uh, do you, for the listeners at home, I just want to say that Eric is showing gains. Oh, yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm very ex- strong. You're, you're looking good, man. You're, I'm not, I'm not kidding around. I have no around. reference level. This is the first time I've seen you, so... Do you think you look I look good. extremely good, or... I mean, you look sweaty, but so... <laughs> we all look... Well, yeah. actually, you don't. Really? Really. You look the least sweaty of anyone in here. I think it's just the here. way the and light... that includes Talia. I think that's... the. Yeah, that's true. It's aimed at me. We're just surrounded... And why did you put all this extra sound baffling on us? I feel like I'm just trapped in here. <laughs> But I wrap it around you to make sure there's no reverberation. Yeah. Which is good. Guess. Pierce has clicking bones. It's a very rare condition. Can but it's, you hear my... I mean, I do. Can you hear my I have my to edit bones? them out of the podcast, yeah. That is fucked they up. They click a lot. That it's very strange. Up. Oh, now I'm... Now is that I'm for real? <laughs> I mean, I notice my bones clicking every time I move. I didn't know you noticed. Sometimes when you're standing still, they'll just click away. Okay, for now, no reason that I can figure out. Now I know he's screwing with me and playing off of my insecurities about my bones. Playing off your ribs like a xylophone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just two skeletons hanging out, but one of them super swole. <laughs> That's correct. That's you, Eric. That's me. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up? Um, I don't know. Listen to podcast versus podcast. Don't only really listen. Write and review on iTunes. Oh, and rate and review Comedy Zeitgeist on iTunes. I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to plug this show. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, man. Yeah. yeah. Th- thanks so much for coming, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Um, Eric, Thank do you, you have anything else? Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Oh, we should say listen to Paul F. Tompkins' album Freak Wharf. And uh, so, he needs that extra bump. From... We didn't talk about this, but I think people should listen to the Dead Authors podcast of his. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of it? I haven't. Okay, you're gonna love. You're gonna love this. Sunday service even guessed it on it. Specifically, Ryan Beal. Basically, he plays H.G. Wells, dead author H.G. Wells, and he every week has a dead author played by a comedian onto the show. So is that where he came up with the young Einstein character, I, Ryan Beal? Uh, maybe Ryan Beal played Lucy Maud Montgomery, who right. wrote um, Anne of Green Gables, yep. famous Canadian author. 
um, which is a great episode. My one of my personal favorite episodes is uh, Ben Schwartz playing Roald Dahl and then discovering halfway through the episode that Roald Dahl was an anti-Semite and having to come to terms with his childhood hero. Roald Dahl died the month I was born. Uh, were, were the events connected? <laughs> were you born it in was a, Roald Dahl? It Dahl's? was a cesarean. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And Roald Dahl died of evisceration. Interesting. Mm. Disembowelment. Mm-hmm-hmm. Um, um, but it's yeah. a great show with a lot of interesting bits, and it all goes to charity for a uh, children's literacy group down in L.A., which I really admire whenever a show does a public service like that. Yeah. I would like to plug... Um, uh, if you email me, I'll tell you what my top 100 favorite albums of all time are. God, if you email me, I will make a new what top are those emails? list for you. How to just send it out into the ether? Yeah, sure. CC. You can find my email, eric.w.m.yovanovich at gmail.com. I'm PiersRay at gmail.com, or you can email both of us at podcastvspodcast at gmail.com. No. Yes. Yes. Podcast yes. At gmail.com. That's what it is. That was Piers Ray and Eric Ivanovic of Podcast vs. Podcast talking about Paul F. Tompkins. Join me next week when I talk to Kerry Donaldson and Ali Entwistle about. I'm pretty sure Kristen Wiig. I'm pretty Kristen sure Wig. Kristen Wiig. It's Wig. definitely Kristen Wiig. It's gotta be. It's Kristen Wiig. I've got. I've. I've got. Uh, I've written under, underscore underscore. It's underscore, gotta. If it's Ali and Kerry, it's Kristen Wiig. About Kristen Wiig. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Cave Goblins and check out what we're doing over on cavegoblins.com. We've got a Reddit community and a Discord server you can find through our website, so pop on over there. You can find this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere you listen. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist. See you next time.